This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. Amen. The word of God for our meditation and instruction this Easter Sunday morning is taken from Paul's second letter to Timothy. We read chapter 2, verse 8. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel. This is the word of our God. Christ is risen. In the name of our living Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, dear friends, raise your hand if sometimes you have trouble remembering things. Go ahead and raise them if that's an issue for you. Looks like pretty much everybody, and that's no surprise. I mean, we, we forget lots of things, don't we? We forget about appointments, dentist, doctor, whatever. Uh, we forget important days, birthdays, anniversaries. Sometimes we forget to pick up the toilet paper and the pickles. Now, we wrote those things down on our list, right? But we forgot the list at home. We forget names. Isn't that embarrassing? Somebody introduces himself to you, and as you're talking to him, about 10 seconds later, you have no idea what his name is, no idea what to call him. You would think that after more than 20 years of preaching sermons like this one, it would become easier for me to memorize them. It's not becoming easier, it's just getting harder, and it takes more and more time, probably a function of age. A couple of years ago, I signed up for one of those online classes, and the, cl the title of the class is How to Remember Everything. I haven't finished it yet, because honestly, I forgot about it. So not working out so well. In the portion of God's holy word before us today, we have some of the last words ever written by the Apostle Paul. He was about to die. He was about to face a martyr's death at the hands of the Romans. Now, what does a person who is about to die think about? What does he remember? Childhood joys, professional accomplishments, family, friends, loved ones. This is what was on Paul's mind. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel. You see, Christianity is all about remembering. Remembering what our God in His grace has done to save us. The main message of Christianity is not go and do. It is hear and believe. This Easter morning we have gathered for that reason. We have gathered to remember. We've gathered to remember all the things that our Lord Jesus did for us so that we have the forgiveness of our sins and eternal life. And if you think about it, what else would we be doing on an Easter morning? Sleeping in? Eating ham and eggs? Eating peeps? Yuck, by the way. No! What else can we do but gaze into the empty tomb with the eyes of faith and simply marvel at what our Lord Jesus has done for us? By his death and his resurrection, our Lord Jesus defeated all of our enemies, sin and death and Satan and hell. His empty tomb proves that our sins are forgiven and that eternal life is ours. It's the guarantee that death itself is dead. As we heard the Apostle Paul say this morning, thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now we know all that, right? How could we forget? Well, because we sinful human beings are just by nature forgetful people. 
What did those two angels say to the ladies who had come out to the tomb early that Easter morning? He is not here. He has risen. Remember. Remember how he told you. Those dear Christian ladies were standing there early that morning. They had gone out as a labor of love, but they were holding bags of spices that were meant for preparing a corpse. What were they thinking? They had forgotten. My friends, we can relate because we are just like them. So often, too, our hearts are filled with doubts and with fears. Like those first century disciples, we too are slow to believe. And that's all the more reason to gather in God's house this Easter morning and to listen to the words of the Holy Spirit delivered through the pen of the Apostle Paul. He says to us, remember Jesus Christ. Let's begin by remembering our Lord's name. William Shakespeare asked, what's in a name? And we would answer a lot. I mean, finally, a person's name really represents them and everything about them. So when I say to you names like Donald Trump, Christian Yelich, Beyonce, as soon as you heard those names, in your mind, images began to form of those people, who they are, what they are like, what they have said, what they have accomplished. Well, God gave his son the name Jesus, a name that has a very simple meaning, Savior. As the angel told Joseph, she will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. You see, that cute little baby lying there on the bed of straw in the manger came to carry out a violent mission. He came to do battle with the forces of hell and with Satan himself. He came to undo what Satan had done. And on Good Friday, that great battle came to its final de decisive hour as Jesus writhed in agony on the cross as God and Satan went head to head in battle over the eternal possession of your soul. It was a battle to the death. And at the end of the day, God's one and only Son is the one who lay stone dead in a stone tomb. But of course, he did not stay there. Jesus rose. Jesus lives. You see, he really is our Savior. He has another name, too, the name Christ, which really isn't so much a name as it is a title. It's the same as the Old Testament title, Messiah. Both of those words mean the anointed one. In other words, Jesus is the one that God handpicked to be our champion. He is the Messiah, the fulfillment of every prophecy in God's word. My friends, there is no mistake about it. Jesus the Christ is the one. And by the way, God did not appoint him just to die horribly on a cross, but to rise again and to live in victory forever and ever. Jesus Christ is his name. What is in that name? Well, everything, everything that we need. My friends, this Easter day and every day, remember that name. Remember Jesus Christ. And remember his nature, too. St. Paul tells us that he is descended from David. And we ask, so what? 
Well, first of all, this is a matter of Scripture. It's a matter of prophecy. The Old Testament prophets predicted that Jesus would descend, that the Messiah would descend from David's line. Well, Jesus' mother Mary was a descendant of King David. Even his legal guardian Joseph was of the house and line of David. So both legally and by blood, Jesus is a descendant of David. One more reason we know that he is the promised Messiah, the King of Kings who descended from a king. But there's another reason that this is important. David, you'll remember, was a man. And Jesus is too. So it wasn't just the Son of God who came out of the tomb on Easter morning. It was also the Son of Man. A human being just like us in every single way except sin. That human being, Jesus Christ, rose bodily from the grave. And my friends, his resurrection is a glorious preview of our own bodily resurrection from the, from the grave. On the last day, Christ, by his almighty power, is going to call us up from the dust of death, glorify our bodies so that they will be like his. Ah, just think of what that means. Right now, the clock is ticking, isn't it? Every last one of us, we are all aging. And with age comes decline. Aches and pains and more serious health problems are on the increase. And hearing and sight and memory are on the decrease. And eventually, we decline right into the grave. But all of that is coming to an end. Jesus has brought all of that to an end. No more aches and pains, no more disease and decline. And while we're talking about this, we can also say no more shattered dreams, no more horrible disappointments, no more sadness, no more sorrow, no more suffering, no more sin. Rather, the Apostle Paul told us this morning, we will all be changed in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, because on that last day, Jesus is going to raise up our mortal bodies and make them immortal ones like his. I mean, just look at the body of David's descendant coming out of that tomb on Easter morning. Our bodies will be like his, glorified, perfect, free from sin. And so Job's beautiful confession of faith has become our own. After my skin has been destroyed, yet in my flesh I will see God. I myself will see him with my own eyes. Remember Jesus Christ, my friends. Remember his human nature. But I've saved the best for last on this Easter Sunday morning. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead. Remember his empty tomb. One of the scariest words in the English language, for that matter, in any language, is death. We hate that word, don't we? And yet we know it well. We know that it's coming. We know that it's coming for our loved ones, for our friends, for our spouses, for each and every one of us. It's said that fear, deep down, is really about the unknown. But we know all about death, and we know it's coming, and so why does it cause us such fear? My friends, we, we fear death because we are sinners. Now, whether we learned about our sin from the pages of the Bible or from our own consciences, we know deep down that there is a God and He is holy and He punishes sin. And we also know deep down that we have failed this God, that we failed to live the way that He wants us to, that we haven't lived the life of perfect love toward Him and our neighbor that He demands. 
And Scripture makes very clear for us the ultimate result and consequence of this sin. We die because we are sinners. That's why death scares us. God never intended for us to die. He never intended that for his creatures. But sin made death a reality. God created us to live in harmony with him forever, but sin brings his wrath and judgment. God created us to be his friends, but sin makes us his natural enemies. Sin makes us worthy of eternal death in hell. What are we to do? Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead. Out of that tomb on Easter morning comes the one who paid for every last one of your sins. He carried them all to the cross. He left them in the tomb. They are gone. On that cross, Jesus was covered with sin from head to toe. Your sin and my sin and the sins of the world. But on the third day, he came out of the tomb fully alive. And that is the proof that God accepted his sacrifice. My friends, Jesus' resurrection is the very heart and core and center and foundation of our faith. If you take away the resurrection, you do violence to the Christian faith. In fact, you destroy it. If you take away Jesus' resurrection from the dead, you take away all hope forever and ever. But my friends, we cannot take away the reality. Jesus rose. Jesus lives. The tomb is empty. These are historical facts. And therefore, we, are, we know that our sins are all forgiven, that our eternal future is secure, and that every promise God has made to us is certain. No matter what happens in our lives, the reality of Christ's resurrection and what it means for us will never, ever change. Around the year 1930, a Russian communist leader by the name of Bukharin traveled from Moscow to Kiev to address what was called a re-education assembly. Huge crowd of people, and the topic for the day was atheism. Bukharin stood before that crowd, and he just spoke about the great truths and benefits of atheism, and he railed against Christianity. And after an hour or more of speaking, he glared at the crowd, almost daring them to contradict him, and he asked, Does anyone have any questions? One man bravely raised his hand and asked for permission to speak. He came up on the stage, he went to the podium, and he too looked over the crowd for just a moment. And at last he shouted the ancient Orthodox greeting, Christos Anaste, Christ is risen. And the crowd got on its feet as one and responded just as loudly, Alethas Anaste, he is risen indeed. You see, no amount of re-education could take away from them their simple faith in Christian truth. Jesus lives. Paul closes all of this by saying, this is my gospel. Gospel is a word that means very simply good news. Now, Paul wasn't claiming uh, specific possession of the gospel as if it was only his and only belonged to him. He simply was saying that this was the message that he had preached uh, throughout his ministry. No, the gospel uh, isn't yours or mine or Paul's exclusively. It is the gospel, the eternal gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, the good news 
that brings hope to a world full of sinners, the good news that assures us every one of our sins are forgiven, the good news that assures us we have eternal life, the good news that we are privileged to proclaim to the world for the glory of God's name and the salvation of souls for whom our Lord Jesus lived and died and rose again. Yes, my friends, we are forgetful people. We forget the car keys, and then we forget the cup of coffee that we set on top of the car when we went back inside to get the car keys. Sometimes we even forget our own children's names. Dear brothers and sisters, may we never forget the good news that we have heard this Easter Sunday, because by it we are saved. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead. Christ is risen. Hallelujah. Amen.